I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Then one day I was driving my little boy to school and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The free agency fiend, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, this week is just amazing. Just the, <laughs> It feels like everything's just going like warp speed. And thank you. I just want to say, first off, thank you to everybody who listened to yesterday's podcast. Mm. We hit top 200 again on iTunes. 161! Yeah, for sports podcast, and I mean, I don't know how many sports podcasts there are out there in the world. Um, I was trying to explain really? this to my family yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I went to my grandma's house, and she was asking me about stuff. It's like, oh, I heard the draft was. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah, we were one sixty one on iTunes, and she said, what does that mean? And I was like, well, so imagine all the sports podcasts. She's like, well, how many sports podcasts are there? I don't know, grandma, oh. a million. I just, t- I just tell her a million. For real? I just assume that there's a million because probably is a bunch. And we were 161 of all the sports podcasts yesterday. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's a big thank you to you guys that have subscribed and shared this podcast and everything. If you haven't listened to yesterday, listen to yesterday's because we had audio from Josh Green on yesterday's podcast. We had audio from Tyrell Terry on yesterday's podcast. So it's all of our post-draft um reactions to everything the Josh Richardson Seth Curry trade we recorded it literally last night at like past midnight I guess it was like I don't know one or two in the morning eastern time at that point but uh yeah so listen to that but here we are this is free agency day you're listening to this on a Friday which uh free agency can officially start and uh there's no telling what will happen Absolutely. No telling. Anything could happen. Today, we are going to get into the roster. We're going to give a basically an overview of the Mavericks roster and figure out some rotation type things. Talk about what to expect for free agency and then maybe get into some rumors that happened that may have happened. Mavs are trying to make some moves yesterday and some of those moves have kind of come out via different sources. So we're going to talk about those. Maybe some things that the Maver- a trade the Mavericks were going to make in the draft as well as a trade they're going to make for a player. So we'll talk about that. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, anything like that. We are a five-day week podcast, but because it is special, we're going seven days. I mean, we, we are just not stopping right now. There's just too much stuff to cover. So we appreciate you guys listening yesterday. If you're listening for the first time, thank you for joining us. And let's get into it. All right, so some news. Tim Hardaway Jr. officially opted into his contract on Thursday. That was the deadline, and so he officially opted in. Willie Collier-Stein officially opted out. Uh, Pretty nice to turn down $2.4 million. Nothing like what Gordon Hayward did, but it's pretty nice to be able to turn turn that down and feel good about it. Uh, Your prospect's going elsewhere. Uh, So Tim Hardaway Jr. opts in. Nothing surprising. I don't think we really need to get into that. Um, Other news. Rick Carlisle went on 105.3 The Fan and had some interesting things to say. He mentioned the coaching staff. We got to know exactly what roles the assistant coaches are going to have, which I think our hardcore fans are interested in and we're interested in too. Jamal Mosley moves up to lead assistant. 
So he is now the lead assistant for the Mavericks. Mike Weiner becomes the offensive coordinator. So he takes Steven Silas' spot. Steven Silas is trying to figure out what he's going to be doing and who he's going to be coaching in Houston. So pour one out for Steven Silas right now. And then Zach Guthrie. Super, super happy from, uh, for Weiner, by the way. Florida guy. Uh, a lot of people just love him on the staff. Super nice guy. Um, done a lot of stuff. And I mean, we brag about Mosley all the time. We all know how much we love Mosley. And people around the league love Mosley. But super happy for Weiner, too. And then Zach Guthrie, the new hire, he becomes the defense and then the special situations coach. But we're going to call him the special teams coach, I think. <laughs> the defense and special teams coach, which is funny to me. Other news. This may be the biggest thing to come out of yesterday. Of all the stuff, no, of no, all no. the other things, the biggest thing to come out of yesterday. DeLon Wright has wiped his Instagram <laughs> Yeah. What does this mean? He still apparently has a picture of himself in a Mavericks, you know, in Mavericks attire as his profile, but he wiped all of his photos that show anything Mavericks and pretty much anything besides just three photos of himself. So maybe a deal is coming. Maybe he just wanted to get that Giannis, you know, clean slate. Giannis does that thing over the summer that everyone freaks out about. So I don't know. Could mean something, could mean nothing. You think it means something? Let's move on. <laughs> you you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Interesting. All right, let's hear from Donnie Nelson. This is Donnie Nelson talking about the future in free agency and what the Josh Richardson trade has to do with free agency and if maybe that took some pressure off the Mavericks from if they didn't get a trade with Josh Richardson done or a trade with anybody done, maybe they would put more pressure on free agency to add somebody. So this is Donnie Nelson talking about Josh Richardson. Yeah, um, I think this just is a really good fit all the way around. Um, you know, it's uh, it's really the player that we thought was the best fit, but, um, you know, there's flexibility pieces to that as well. Um, I think it takes a, a little bit of the, uh, the pressure off maybe with um, free agency. Um, but that being said, um, you know, um, we're not done yet, Eddie. We, we, uh, we want to uh, get this team uh, better on both sides of the ball. They're not done. Uh, I think that I, I feel like at least – the Mavericks add one more person somehow, right? Like some kind of offensive creator, maybe, I guess maybe an enforcer, maybe, you know, something like that. But one more veteran, I think. Uh, there's a bunch of names we've gone over. Ibaka, Gallinari, even Avery Bradley for me, Jay Crowder. If they had one of those guys, I think I'd be satisfied with what the Mavericks have done in the offseason. Yeah, so, you know, going into Friday or even coming out of draft, I mean, Donnie, um, you know, he's talking about in that post-draft press conference about how they, you know, they filled up the roster because when you look up and down the roster right now, I mean, we basically have um, 15 players <laughs> under contract. If you count Hinton and, and Gillespie at, after that, I mean, which looks like a camp invite basically out of Baylor. I mean, now you're looking at 17 people, you take 20 people to camp. So I do think there is something else that will happen over the next day or so. This is not, you know, we're not even talking about what they do at the MLE. Carlisle talked about 105.3, how they could use the full mid-level on one player. He said we could even break it up. Um, there could be trades and that could be happening over the next few days. But I think it's what you alluded to there and what we've been talking about since, you know, draft night happened last night. With, you know, it's kind of like a combination of two things. And this is like crazy to think about when it comes to the Mavericks and Luca and the crazy offense they had last <laughs> year. But when you factor in two things, the fact that you did swap out Josh Richardson and Seth Curry, you do lose a little bit of, a little bit of offense. It's not Josh Richardson. Isn't like a negative. On I think you lose shooting. I don't think he was offense, but we have different opinion on him. Yeah. Yeah. 
but then you have to factor in KP too. And we don't know how long KP is going to miss at the beginning of the season, whether it's a month, sometime January, February. I don't know. Immediately, you kind of look at who's going to be the other offensive person on the court besides Luca. And even t- and Tim Cato wrote a, a great uh, story today after the draft about the Mavericks. And he was like, hey, offensive initiators for Dallas, you're looking at Luca, you're looking at Jalen Brunson. And then after that, who else is going to now? If KP's not on the court, if you know Seth is gone, do you trust Josh Richardson? I'm a Nick is more in the camp of he trusts Josh Richardson with the ball more than I do. I think it could be used like like in certain spots. I just don't know if I'm ready to say Josh Richardson is my second secondary creator. And I think that's the angle that Dallas could go in free agency. I said, was it on Sunday at the beginning of this week? We throw a lot of things out on this podcast, like speculative stuff. We did trade Tuesday, you know, trade target Tuesdays, all this stuff. I, I said on Sunday, I was like, if there's one thing, if you're asking me, Isaac, who is one player that you can look out for at the at free agency and all this stuff? The one thing I threw out there was a signer trade for Gallo. And I laid it all out of like the how the relationship was built at the deadline and all this stuff already didn't happen. And if they do go out and get somebody like Gallinari, that then it makes sense because then you consolidate, then you understand like you have some roster spots in the rotation, but you also have the secondary offensive option to Luke at that point with Josh Richardson, whoever. So that I'm still standing by that. I don't know how likely that is, but if there's one thing that I'm saying, that's the that's the thing I'm still keeping my eyes on right now is that Gallinari situation. Yeah, it seems like other teams are interested in Gallinari too, for sure. It seems like the Heat are kind of putting their eggs in the Gallinari basket as well. At least if you listen to Locked On Heat or you know go just follow their Twitter, basically they say this is our this is what we do now. We get Gallinari and then blah blah blah. We do this and this and this. So it seems like that's what they're super interested in doing too. So the Mavericks aren't alone in this venture, which we didn't expect them to be, but that would be probably the next thing we expect them to do. Coming up, let's get into the Mavericks roster. We'll break down the Mavericks roster, figure out where a Gallinari would fit or some of these other players. Figure out what kind of free agent would be best to fit with the roster the Mavericks have now and figure out the hierarchy and where these players are now because because we've added four new Mavericks, which is awesome. We finally have new Mavericks to talk about. I'm so relieved. We don't have to talk about the same team over and over again. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Built Bar is the best protein bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. You've probably heard me say this. I don't know. If you're listening to this right now and you're a listener to this podcast, and you've heard me talk about Built Bar, just try them. Just try them. Go get a box. Go get a box right now. They have, they're incredible flavors. Go try the uh, peanut butter. Go try the peanut butter brownie. Mint, mint, mint brownie. Mint brownie is the one that Isaac loves. Go try that one. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're a good snack. They're a healthy snack for you that also gets you... In, to indulge in a little bit of a treat. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. For example, the new cookies and cream flavor, which is a favorite of some of the locked on hosts, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. If you're into stats, this is the bar that has stats for you. Go to buildbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into this roster so i think we have a, a pretty clear hierarchy pretty clear luca number one obviously porzingis the number two i don't think that's not even a question i think richardson's the for sure number three now um hopefully they you know they add gallinari or something like that he becomes the number three i think of the players available at least available in free agency he's the only one 
I think you would be that would be a three. Gordon Hayward, I guess maybe, but I don't see that as an option see, for the Mavs. I think the Hayward thing is is shipped the moment that he declined his option because, I mean, for a sign and trade to happen, it has to be three years, and for him to opt out of that, I'm expecting a three year deal, making at least you know, 27 to 30, somewhere yeah. through there a year. So, and I just don't think Dallas is going to do that for Hayward. So I'm ruling Hayward they can't. out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to trade a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, they could do it tomorrow. Now I look stupid on the spot, but I think the Bogdan <laughs> situation makes the Gallinari situation even more intriguing because I think Atlanta probably makes a run at one of those guys, but can they make a run at both of those guys? I don't know. So, um, in a way, and could Dallas be interested in either one of them? So, you know, in Gallinari or Bogdan in a signer trade. So I think, I think, yeah, would, if they signed, made a signer trade deal for Bogdan, would he be your third option? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. He, I think he's sure better. Be I think guy? he's a better offensive player than Josh Richardson, but I also think they're decently close as far as like skill level, right? Or as far as like, if you, if you gave them a 2k rating, I, I would guess that their 2k rating would be pretty close. So that would be a pretty interesting hierarchy where you could play them. I'm sure we would figure out at some point during the season that one of them plays better with Porzingis. One of them plays better with Luca. And then you could, yeah. you could stagger them that way. I think that would be great. I mean, that would be an awesome problem to have, especially since, Bogdan has not reached his, you know, peak. And, you know, I think we'd be all for that at this point. Um, and, and it's different than a Zach Levine thing. I want to point this out because he's not a guy that has, <laughs> has taken like 20 shots a game in his career and is like, thinks of himself as like a star player, right? Uh, that's why I think this is different. So I know that some people are going to say, well, you guys didn't want, you know, you guys didn't want Zach Levine, but you want Bogdan. I think it's different. I think it's just different. The, the mentality, what he would come in here. Offensively, yes, Zach Levine would be great. They, if they could figure it out and figure out all the roles and stuff, that offense would be incredible, right? I mean, we're not doubting that. But Bogdan is also way more available as far as a trade than yeah. than uh, Zach Levine is right now. So the Bucks got him for Dante DiVincenzo and stuff. Do the Mavericks have one thing that could match a Dante DiVincenzo type player? Is it Brunson? Is Brunson better than DiVincenzo, like his old teammate? I mean, they're yeah, I think so. I think they're at least they're at least <clears throat> comparable. You could throw you could throw Tyler Bay in there too. Throw both of them and send them that way. Well, well, I think you just got. We don't know what Bogdan wants. If it's money, somebody like Atlanta, or somebody can. Because I mean, if he goes to somewhere like Dallas, I don't know. Is Dallas willing to give him twenty a year over the next three years? I don't know about that. And okay, but if it's what like, what if you do the, 50, what if you do the Hardaway deal? You, you send the Hardaway deal. I know, and that's where you have to make sign your, a trade. your decisions right there. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, you swap those guys out. Tim's on an expiring contract, and you, so you know you obviously have more money in twenty twenty one. But is Bogdan worth? you know, 17, 18 million over the next three years and you take some cap space away and all that stuff. Uh, that's for that's for the Mavs front office to decide. But yeah, which I'm glad that's at, not us. <laughs> which right now, so before free agency, we look at the starting five, Luca, KP, whatever you want to say. I think Tim Hardaway is closer to Josh Richardson than you would probably think, I think, in that third spot. But let's just say they're no. they're both Come they're on. both start as far as like offensive like impact on the like offensive end. Like Tim, yeah, Har- I mean, Tim Hardaway has only really been a spot up shooter, though. True, and that's the only thing he's really been success, like been really you know effective in. And then remember, but I think I, you're, I think you think like Josh Richardson's like CJ, like CJ McCollum light though, and I, I don't, I'm not. No, that no, far. no. I think he's Drew Holiday light. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we threw that out there last night. Yeah, we were joking. Like, is he is he Drew Holiday light? And yeah. I, I think that's the type yes. of player he is. I, I, I think he is. He's not a player. He's not a player that you want to be your your primary offensive efficient, you know, creator. 
but he's a guy yeah. that you could throw out there and he can handle some possessions. He could, you know, do some things, but you're not making him your number one, which Luca is already the number one. And even when Porzingis is out there, we've seen that the Mavericks can run the run through Porzingis as well. So I don't think that's necessarily as big of a problem, but yeah. yeah. But like, so as the roster is currently constructed, let's just say there's a top, let's say top six because, or a top four of Luca, KP, Richardson, and Tim Hardaway. And then depending on the matchup, it'll be Dwight Powell or Dorian Finney-Smith probably as a starter. Yeah, I agree. So then you have Maxi Brunson, Josh Green, Tyrell Terry. Next in the, the pecking order. Yeah. And then, then I have another space in another tier. Boban. DeLon, DeLon, Boban, Justin Jackson, JJ Barea, assuming they bring him back, Tyler Bay. Man, I just, I've thought about this a lot, and I hope, I hope that if they don't trade DeLon, I hope that he has some kind of comeback year and makes us all look silly like Tim Hardaway did. And I, I wonder if it could happen for him, too, because it would take this, you know, a similar amount of time that it took Tim Hardaway. Because remember, Tim Hardaway wasn't great. When he first came in from with that Porzingis trade, it took him a little while to get acclimated. And then the second year, he was great. DeLon, it could be a similar thing. Isaac is pushing the X doubt button on me like over and I'm over and over anything. with his I'm, facial expression. I'm just, I'm just looking at him on Skype. I'm not doing anything. I just, I, I'm just saying I hope that. I'm, I'm hoping optimistically that he would do that. If he does that, then I think he moves up you know, higher than maybe even Brunson because I think that he's... I think he's pretty good and we expected him to be pretty good on this team. But as of right now, yeah, he's I think he might even put him behind Tyrell Terry right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we all expect Terry to step into that, um, you know, to step into the Seth Curry role and in some type of way. I don't think he steps in automatically into the Seth role and automatically logs how many ever minutes, you know, Seth did last year. Seth averaged 25 minutes a game last year. I don't think Tyrell Terry's averaging 25 minutes a game next year in Dallas. Uh, but still, I, I think he can serve some type of role with Brunson off the bench there. But you also have Josh Richardson filling in a lot of those Seth, like all the Seth Curry minutes too, right? Yeah. Like he's replacing those minutes. So you're not asking Tyrell Terry, Tyrell Terry to do that. You're asking him to come in, I don't know, maybe 15 to 18 minutes a game and, you know, spread the floor a little bit. So, yeah, well, I mean, even looking at the second unit, if you do something like Brunson, Terry, Josh Green, uh, Dorian and Maxi, or like you know Maxi and Boban, or something like that. I mean, that's what I I do want to just the Josh Green stuff. I don't think Josh Green is a top six player in this rotation right now. I don't think I, I know we can be excited about a first round pick, but I don't. I would not pencil him in right now as a guy that's going to get 25, 20 minutes a night in Dallas. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. I could be wrong on this. I just and. It might change, you know, if Dallas goes out tomorrow and packages three of these guys together and sends Dorian, Maxi, and somebody in a trade, and all of a sudden he has to step up into like a Dorian type of role, then I, I get it at that point. But as currently constructed, I don't see Josh Green as like a top six or seven guy in the rotation. Yeah, so being being that he's not a, a fringe starter, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, not not on day one. I don't I don't think he is day one right now. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, that he's a rookie. I think we would agree to that. And he's because Dorian, Tim, Josh Richardson. I think they're all three over him right now in the rotation. And he's a little bit more of a developmental player anyway, right? He comes in. He's probably going to be solid defensively, but you know he's going to need some time on offense. Uh, maybe he plays a similar role to what Dorian did his first year, right? Where Dorian yeah. came in and Mavericks had way lower expectations when, when Dorian did this, but he came in a little bit and was asked to just not make mistakes, right? Dorian was basically not mm-hmm. even asked to spread the floor because he wasn't a good three point shooter at all. But 
I think that that could be his his type of role. Um, yeah, I think that this roster is interesting, but it does feel like they're it does feel now like they're missing something. You know, just well, it it feels like they they have to consolidate somehow because, yeah. like we said, they still haven't used their 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 mid level yet. And let's just say they go out on the opening of free agency and get get a mid level guy. Well. Assuming they use the mid-level, the nine million on a, a key rotation piece, well, who drops out at that point? You know, like yeah. somebody has to drop down the rotation. And let's just say, let's say they split the MLE between two guys. Well, okay, well, there's two guys now is added to this team of a roster that's already at 17. That's why it kind of makes sense that if they go out and package a couple of these guys in a signing trade or in some separate trade to bring back one guy, now they have a couple of roster spots or at least a open spot in the rotation to where they go out and use the MLE at that point. We know for sure that Nate Hinton is one of the two-way guys. Now, it was talked about that Carlisle said that Tyler Bay was the other two-way guy. I don't know if I don't know if that's what he was trying to say. I think he was trying to say that he's a two-way player. I don't know if he was saying he's yeah, a two-way spot. So I'm not we're not gonna we're not gonna move on saying that. But if they wanted to create another roster spot, they could put Tyler Bay in that two-way spot if they wanted to do so. Because two-way players are not gonna be looked at as two-way players this year. It's different. They're basically a roster spot because they're not capped to the number of games and days that they can spend with the team, which is kind of cool. It, very cool. That was something Donnie said last night uh after the draft that uh, I didn't think that was reported out. I mean, I could have missed. No, we, that we learned that a but, couple, like I think a couple months ago when they were talking about this oh, okay. new season. So, but it was it was a very I, small. I didn't thing. know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. So to hear that from Donnie, that hey, the two way guys, the game limit, that you know what was it, forty five games, I think, in previous years, yeah. that is kind of thrown out the window this year. Remember so. that first year was like forty five days, and so we were counting. All right, is he there in practice? Like we were yeah. we were going to practices, trying trying to see yeah if they were if they're actually there. Uh, it seems like Josh Reeves though and Antonius Cleveland are are on their way outs though, which that kind well, of po- stinks because we were I interested mean, in Reeves. We really liked him. Possibly, I mean, if if Tyler Bay gets an actual roster spot, true, I mean, they could bring Reeves back. I don't know. I I haven't heard anything from on the Cleveland Josh Reeves part. Yeah. All right. Coming up, let's get into the uh, talk about the rest of the roster for just a little bit. What to watch for in the next twenty four hours, and then a couple of rumors that came out from the Mavericks and uh, a couple moves they were trying to make on draft night. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac. Let's talk about. Do you have anything else about this roster? Actually. Because uh, I think we kind of covered it. The Mavericks are looking for for one more piece, um, whether it's a Gallinari, whether it's a Bogdan. If they could get him, that'd be great. If they could get, you know, I think even Avery Bradley would be solid. He's not the offensive player that you would want, but I think he would be another solid defensive player and a veteran that's been that's been on a championship team. Um, I think he would be a, a solid addition to this team as well. But anybody else that you're, you're thinking about? I I just think I think there's a couple more Mavericks to be added to this team, and. I think we could possibly see a trade happen. I think we could see the MLE, you know, used on a guy at that point. And, you know, after that, um, yeah, I think there's, I think this rotation is not done. I'll just say that. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of young players in it, right? All of a sudden you get past, you know, the top five with, you know, you say Dwight Powell's there, then Dorian Maxi, and then all of a sudden Boban, I guess. And then all of a sudden it's like Brunson, Green, Terry, DeLon Wright, you know, uh, Tyler Bay, Justin Jackson. Like, all of a sudden, that gets real, real young. And the Mavericks yeah. do seem like they wanted to add a bunch of young guys. They may consolidate a couple of them, like Isaac said, but get some and, of these young guys because I think they're playing a little bit of a longer game than maybe even some fans want. Fans want them to go out there and get a guy to, you know, to win now. Like, go get, you know, they did try to get Kemba Walker, but 
to try and speed this up a little bit faster. And I think the Mavericks may be playing a little bit of a longer game, maybe because of Porzingis' injuries, but also because you look at the power in the West right now. I mean, it's going to be hard still to get past the Lakers, get past the Clippers, get past uh, the Nuggets are rising. And uh, yeah, I think that the Mavericks may be playing a little bit more of a long game than we we would want them to. And just look at future roster construction too, because quietly now they're setting on, you know, looking at future deals. Who's the next guy to come available in trade talks? Now look at this six months from now. What does Dallas have? They have two decent sized expiring contracts in Tim Hardaway. And let's just go ahead and consider Josh Richardson an expiring contract because he has a player option next year for like 11 million. He's probably going to opt out from that and get a little bit better payday. So let's just say, I mean, you're looking at around 30 million in expirings right there and you have young, I mean, we don't want to talk about like trade piece because like we're super excited about these guys right now, but now you have Josh Green. Now you have Tyrell Terry. So like you look at trades down the road, if a big name hits the market as this third star that we've talked about, you have some expiring contracts to hit that mark. You have some young pieces now in Green and Tyrell Terry to where if a big name does hit the market, you at least have a you know a pathway to that somehow. But I don't want to talk more down that because we're excited about these guys and stuff. Yeah, Isaac's just ready to uh, to <laughs> just want my investment to grow, and then I'm just gonna sell it, buy and sell, buy and sell. Uh, but yeah, if one of these guys really pans out, and then all of a sudden you know or has a really good rookie year, then that could be an asset for sure. Uh, Dante Divincenzo became a guy that you know was traded. <laughs> And then not traded, which, by the way, that deal seems like it's done now. Ilya Silva was waived by the Bucks, And so it seems like that Bogdan to Milwaukee thing is done, which is why we were even considering Bogdan to the Mavericks, which is why you know who Bogdan's friends with Luca and Giannis. Yeah, just throwing that out there. He guys. can be the key to both. He can be the key to both. I don't know how, but Bogdan sign a trade Bogdan to Dallas. Then Giannis doesn't sign the extension and comes to Dallas to join Bogdan. Look, there we go. Oh, we figured it out. Just kidding. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Let's talk about Zach Lowe. Couple of rumors that came out of Zach Lowe's podcast with Jonathan Gavoni. Um, the Mavericks really wanted Halliburton. They really, really mm. wanted Halliburton. It's, Zach Lowe said they were offering all kinds of picks for him. They're offering, you know, it seems like 1831, a player, maybe a future pick as well. And they were trying everywhere from seven to 11 and just couldn't get a deal done. But I found that really interesting. They really wanted Halliburton that bad. Yeah, man. I, you, I wonder if that was a pre-draft thing. I wonder if that was just after they seen Halliburton drop and he kept dropping. They just kept on trying to move up to get him. Uh, I do wonder about that, but man, I would have freaking loved it. I mean, <laughs> I said on this pod how much I love Hal Burton. I thought he was like a top three, top five guy in this draft, and he would have been perfect in Dallas. So uh, that is a steep price, you know, whoever, especially considering like who was the player that was potentially in that. Uh, but just the fact that Dallas was, you know, really active in trying to move up, I thought that was telling. Yeah, really interesting. Also, Gavoni mentioned that the Mavericks were in on the Robert Covington deal. We were wondering that. We said, why didn't the Mavericks go after Robert Covington? He just got traded for two first round picks, basically. One was number 16 from Portland, and then the other one was like a protected future first. They were in on it, and apparently they were second in the Robert Covington deal, which is what Gavoni said. So, they were right there. I mean, if Portland hadn't coughed up maybe that second first round pick, the Mavericks could have gotten Robert Covington, which who would you have rather had, Josh Richardson or Robert Covington? Yeah. Uh, Answer the question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Covington, it kind of gives you two two things. I think Josh Richardson can guard point guards better. 
Uh, I think that's something Donnie threw out there too. Is like, hey, he can play alongside Luca and guard these other point guards in the league. Uh, I think Covington can obviously guard the Kawhis and stuff of the world better. So I don't, I don't want to say it's like a consolidation or you know whatever prize, but I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was interesting though that Dallas was you know, trying to get in on Covington. He would have been a perfect fit in Dallas too. Covington makes about three million more um next year not this coming year he makes two million more this year but next year three million more and it's guaranteed it's not a player option so that would have been interesting too would they have to trade would they have to trade salaries to you know combat that or whatever and it would probably included the 18th pick you know to where if you're saying all right well we could have you know we got a pit we got a second round pick we got tyler bay for swapping seth and (laughs) for you know seth Mm -hmm. and um josh richardson would have mean swapping 18 and seth for Covington, that would be like either or. What would you rather do? 18 and Seth for Covington or, you know, Seth for Richardson and Tyler Bay. I like the Seth for Josh Richardson and Tyler Bay more. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I like that one as well. Uh, but yeah, Robert Covington, that deal could have been really interesting for the Mavericks. Any other closing thoughts for free agency? By the way, we're recording this about like nine nine thirty now p.m. on Thursday. So we'll uh I'm sure something has happened by now. We'll have to record an emergency pod, which we're all down to do. We love those. Yeah, I just, I just want. I listened to Rick's, uh, you know, thing today on 105.3, and just combining that with Donnie, it just doesn't seem like they're done. And you know, I, I think it would have been an easier route for them to set back and just say, hey, you know, we made our, we made our deals. We're happy with our roster. We'll always be opportunistic, but we like our roster pretty well. That wasn't the message. The message was we're not done. And I do expect some, something to happen. I do expect some type of consolidation uh, trade. I expect some type of use for the MLE. Like they're not just throwing in the towel saying, Hey, like here we are. Uh, I still think there's some moves to be made and yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm looking out for what could happen on the trade front and a smaller free agent. Very interested to see what the Mavericks do. We are, uh, yeah, interested to see. We'll see what happens. Guys, stick with us. Subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. So I get back in my car and I'm driving to work. And all of a sudden it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them are curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out, and so they judged everything, and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because <laughs> if they were curious, they would ask questions. You know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? <laughs> Which I would have answered, Yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 to I was 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce.